Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fighting crises on three fronts, UN should know which crisis to confront first. First word. The United Nations organization is simultaneously confronted today by three major global crises or emergencies. The Russia-Ukraine war in Europe the Israel-Hamas conflict in Gaza, in the Middle East, and the alleged climate emergency in the entire planet. Each crisis is deadly on a massive scale, and one could be apocalyptic, like the end of days in Holy Scriptures. The Russia-Ukraine war will enter its third year in January next year, yet there is still no sign of resolution, both sides are resolved to fight to the bitter end, down to the last bullet or drone. The Israeli-Hamas conflict in Gaza, which erupted just months ago via a sudden Hamas invasion of Israel, has already taken over 7,000 lives, and there is talk every day from the front that the conflict may be entering a more critical and devastating phase. The fight against climate change has now been going on since the turn of the century. With no explicit mandate from the nations, the United Nations led by the UN Secretary-General took it upon itself to lead in facing the challenge. It proclaimed a climate agenda and movement to enable mankind to adapt to and mitigate climate change. The climate fight has sown its own conflict between those who believe in the imminence of climate catastrophe brought on by global warming and those who reject the very existence of a climate emergency. The gravity of the situation inheres in the fact that extremists believe the only way to save world civilization is through radical reform of world capitalism through the abandonment of fossil fuels as the main source of energy of the world economy. At the other end, climate skeptics and realists, including scientists who are Nobel laureates, contend that the entire hypothesis of climate catastrophe is a travesty and a hoax. Lengthy committee hearings in the U.S. Congress have not proven the reality and the threat of climate change. The engagement of the United Nations in the fight against climate change begs the truth of so-called climate science and forecasts. In reality, however, fighting climate change was never even remotely entertained as a function of the United Nations. Its real mission was from the first and to this day was building and keeping the peace. At the outset of his book Diplomacy, Published in 1994, Henry Kissinger stated that the challenge confronting world leaders in the wake of the Cold War, with the collapse of communism and the dissolution of the Soviet Union, was to bring order to the multi-state world that was emerging, a task which none of them had much experience. He wrote, Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions, or on so global a scale. Nor has any previous order had to combine the attributes of the historic balance of power systems with global democratic opinion and the exploding technology of the contemporary period. The challenge of the post-communist world was directly addressed by then UN Secretary-General Boutros Boutros Ghali when he issued his report on the Agenda for Peace, a report by the Secretary-General. The document was widely discussed and debated in the parliaments of the member states and in the UN Security Council. The document is a list of suggestions about how the international community can best equip itself to respond to a world in a rapid state of transition. Boutros Ghali wrote, History is accelerating. The pace is alarming. The direction is not entirely known. This time of stress, the hard fact is that no power or combination of power is prepared to take on its shoulder the responsibility for collective security worldwide. This leaves only the United Nations to pursue a more secure world through its work in four principal areas, preventive diplomacy, peacemaking, peacekeeping and peacebuilding. His document reports on progress in each of these, important as these activities have been, 
there has been no shortage of criticism and attacks on the record and usefulness of the United Nations. The raging Israel-Hamas conflict has triggered some of the strongest criticism of the UN. Typical of this is a column by Michael Goodwin in the New York Post, with the title, The United Nations is Worse Than Useless in Finding a Solution to End the Israel-Hamas Conflict. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. He wrote, With the Mideast racing toward a potentially catastrophic war, it is too kind to say the United Nations is useless. Worse than doing nothing, it is actually making everything worse. The blame Israel, justify Hamas remarks by Secretary General Antonio Guterres were outrageous but hardly shocking given the UN's historic hatred of Israel. Not to be outdone. The other usual suspects rushed to ape his bias and make it policy. The resolution calling for a Gaza ceasefire overwhelmingly passed the General Assembly, without mentioning the Hamas terror attack that started the war. The 120-14 vote showed how warped the world is, with only the US, Israel, Hungary, Austria, Croatia and a few others on the right side of history. The non-binding resolution will not save a single life. The outcome was also revealing about the 45 cowardly nations that refused to take a stand. Those who voted present included such usual American allies as Great Britain, Australia, Canada, Finland, Germany, Greece, Italy, Japan, Poland, South Korea, Sweden and, get this, Ukraine. At 2, Zelensky? The push for a ceasefire rewards Hamas and could prolong the war, as the Biden administration forcefully argued. U.S. Representative Linda Thomas-Greenfield rightly said Hamas is determined to destroy Israel and kill Jews and that Hamas has never cared about the genuine needs or concerns or safety of the people it claims to represent. To them Palestinian civilians are expendable. Sadly, those facts didn't sway Jordan, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia, which are generally friendly with Israel and also suffered attacks by terrorists sponsored by Iran. Yet, with their votes in support of the resolution, they helped portray the victim of unspeakable horror as the guilty party. Here's the ultimate outrage, none of these paragons of virtue is willing to lift a finger to help the two million Gazan civilians they shed crocodile tears over. They aim only to make Israel responsible. Saudi Arabia tells American officials an Israeli ground invasion would be disastrous but acts as if there's nothing it can do to stop that outcome. How convenient. Jordan, which introduced the poisonous resolution, and Egypt are no better. Each could open its border to take in Gaza civilians but won't consider it. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt, Jordan's King Abdullah declared, insisting the humanitarian crisis be dealt with in Gaza and the West Bank. That's cold but a reminder that Abdullah's father, King Hussein, expelled Yasser Arafat in the bloody Black September crackdown of 1970 when the Palestinian Liberation Organization tried to overthrow the king. Egypt's UN ambassador offers only the fatuous claim that if Israel doesn't stop the war, it would inevitably fuel terrorism. It would push generations of young people toward extremist ideologies. That's rich, as if terrorism happens because Israel defends itself from barbarism. Hamas, 
Hezbollah and all the other Muslim killing machines murdered Jews for one reason, because they are Jews. Everything else is an excuse. It's not about borders. It's about Israel's right to exist. Palestinians could have had their state many times in the last 75 years, but each time chose the gun instead. Still, while it's obvious Hamas provoked the Israeli response, innocent Gazans caught in the crossfire, especially children, deserve better. The way to a ceasefire. So what could be done to persuade Israel to stop its bombardment and not invade? Here is one idea with two steps. The first step is for other Arab states to work with Qatar, a mediator with Hamas, and get the terrorists to release all hostages. Only four have been released in three weeks, and with more than 200 being held, many from countries other than Israel, including the US, the release would give Israel an incentive to pause its attacks. Even with their troops massed at the border and carrying out incursions, the Israel Defense Forces would have to accept a brief delay in exchange for the hostages. Brief means days, not weeks or months. Ultimately, Israel has sworn to eradicate Hamas, and its citizens will understandably accept nothing less. What can't and won't happen is a replay of past crises, where Israel decapitated the terror leadership and destroyed weapons caches and infrastructure, then stopped, only to see the cycle repeat itself. This time, Hamas changed the rules of the game with its savage slaughter of 1,400 Israelis, most of them civilians. As a result, even if the hostages are released, there must be a second step to avert an invasion. Hamas leaders and fighters must disarm and surrender. That's the resolution the UN should pass, and it's the outcome the Arab states will make happen if they truly care about Gazan civilians. Disarmament and surrender are not just the best way to protect Gaza's civilians, it's the only way. And it's up to Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia and Qatar to make it happen. Yenobserver at gmail.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.